into the contest. It is Thursday, the 8th of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? Fantastic, Timmy. Looking forward to the weekend, mate. Only one more day to go. So, uh, might have a little punt this weekend. What are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of good horses are back, both in Sydney and Melbourne. And what you need to do is listen to what I'm backing and why. Brad and Matt, our resident tipsters, are, are going outstanding at the moment. I must say that I um, I did get one good one last week with Rothfire. So what I'm backing and why here on the Afternoon Sport Group as spring really springs into action. Now, Nick Kyrgios, we said yesterday that he could get in the way of himself and I watched it. He absolutely did. Ola Tomjanovic went out with a bit of a whimper as well and Cameron Smith has lost his parking spot. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Karen Hutchinov played well, Shane, but he had every opportunity, Nick Kyrgios, every opportunity, and he was at his... Ridiculous best yesterday, losing his temper, yelling, screaming. It's got to distract him. It has to. Yeah, look, I think we both said yesterday that um, he could get in the way of himself, and and he did. As you go from the guy who's hunting everyone else to the hunted, when you become the favourite, it's a very different dynamic, particularly Mm. in your own head. Um, I was really interested to see what he said after the match. He said, I feel, and I quote him here, I feel like shit. I feel like I've let a lot of people down, and... um, So, yeah, he put a lot of expectations on himself. And I thought, you know, he probably thought for the first time he was a real chance of winning um, a a major title. And um, you're so close, but yet so far again. And he was so, like, at at moments of that match, he just looked so dominant and like he could rip this guy apart at any minute. Then he would falter. Then he'd double fault. And then uh, I think he got broken three or four times throughout it, which is which is unprecedented and or more than that. So, uh, yeah, and then, then lost his yeah. temper, smashed those rackets. I mean, he does some things that are, are pretty ordinary to look at. Look, he, st- he started slow. He said he felt flat at the start of the match. But look, mm. the, the good thing for Nick Kyrgios, even though he lost this match, he's not having those total blowouts now. Like the, the score was 7-5-4-6-7-5-6-7-6-4. So, you know, he's hanging in there even when he's feeling flat and um I just think that he needs to regroup after this. It's going to be tough for him because he really thought he could win that. But um, I still think he's got potential, a lot of tennis in him, and I still think he can win a major. Yeah, I think he can. I just think things need to go his way to win a Grand Slam. He needs to have his first serve where they can't return it. Um, And look, to to the Russians' credit, he just kept returning his first serve, and Mm. out the door he goes, Nick, and uh, it wasn't much... Better for Ila Tamjanovic. Obviously, it was a scrappy old game. Straight sets in the end to uh, Anjabur. Um, so, no Australians left. No, Anjabur, look, Anjabur only served, her first service average was 41%. Um, 
And but it was, you know, Isla Tomjanovic. She, look, she had nine double faults. Her first serve was only average. Mm. It was at fifty-seven percent. And and look, I think she's. I was pretty disappointed. She had a chance to win that as well. And um, yeah, out with a whimper, as you said, Tim. Yeah, and and what about in golf, Cameron Smith? Uh, part no, of winning, no. part of winning the tournament, the Players Championship, is you get a car spot at the golf course, and they've taken it down and put up a sign. Well, you get the goal, you get the parking spot for a year. At, at mm. um, Sawgrass, I think it is, and and Cameron Smith's name was up there, and you know it would have stayed for a year, but because of this whole live tour, they've come up and put a sign up tour players only, and brushed him for his car spot. That's it. The new sign says now reserved for tour players only. I don't think he'd give a shit, would he? No. <laughs> he, he, he can he can afford an Uber now. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> he's got 140 million bucks from the other mob, so um, it's getting very petty, and it will continue to become petty. And um, as the divide gets bigger, um, let's see when it comes back together, Tim. It will at some stage. Yeah, he could afford to get uh, Uber yeah. Black. Is Uber Black the top line, I think? Well, yeah. Get yeah. helicopter in there. Yeah, he could do whatever he wants. He's private plane. Stay with us. We've got all the NRL AFL next. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. Now, this whole Ross Lyon story at Essendon, it's got a bit of Dennis Denudo from the castle about it. He goes, I just mm. didn't feel the vibe. Remember Dennis in the castle? <laughs> yeah. It's the vibe, you're yeah. right. It's the vibe. And uh, I don't think I've ever seen a potential coach. And, of course, Ross Lyon has been great across a number of clubs. But, say, it was the vibe. He goes, I just didn't feel the vibe. Uh, so I couldn't see myself as Essendon coach. I can see what he's saying. He's a former free and St Kilda coach mm. and... You know, um, the Essendon Football Club, it must be just a really bad feeling in and around that whole club at the moment. Um, and they play that way in the field. Uh, they seem to be very lacklustre. Um, and I think, look, for, for Ross Lyon, to go to a third club, it needs to be the right one. And I, and I just don't think Essendon are going to win many matches in the next couple of years. So probably the right decision for him. It's the vibe you're on. Now, Wayne Carey. That's it. Um, speaking mm. of your honour, he's brought in the lawyers after the uh, white substance scandal or white substance gate at Crown Casino in, in uh, Perth. He doubles down, doesn't he, old Wayne Carey? So, yep, he was removed when a, a, a white substance fell out of a bag onto the table. Um, he offered to hand that substance in and they didn't take it and they just removed him. He's since been stood down from Channel 7 and Triple M footy. Well, he's bring the lawyer. He's brought the lawyers back in now to um, potentially put a lawsuit against the Crown Casino. So, uh, watch this space. It's going to um, as he tries to hang on to his career or what's left of it. Yeah, we've got the uh, first of the NRL semi-finals mm. uh, on tomorrow night, or one of the first of the finals on Parramatta and Penrith, and there have to be twenty thousand plus fans that can't yeah. get to watch this game. It's being played at Penrith. There'll be a huge TV audience. But when you look at the way the AFL do it, I, I know they deserve some sort of home ground advantage if you possibly can do it. But the bottom line is surely we're beyond playing uh, at local grounds. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like the fact that if you win the matches, you get to play in front of your home crowd. I think that is a big advantage in, in rugby league. So I see what you're saying, Timmy. Um 
I, I just think it's got to be Parramatta's chance to really uh, go deep into this year's tournament. I just have a feeling that Nathan Cleary, every time he comes back from a spell, he doesn't necessarily have a, a very good first game back. Um, so I, I'm tipping Parramatta in this match. Oh, they, they look fantastic, 1-13. Mm. to 13. They really do. And I, I'm sort of with you. I, I'm, I think Parramatta can get the chocolates yep. because they've got such a good 13. They are flying along. Penrith rested all their players and Nathan Cleary comes back. In saying that, Penrith deserve their favouritism. But look, it's a difficult decision. You want to give them a home ground advantage. I can see it. But I, I, just, I just think for the state of the game, if we can get larger, bigger, um, bigger crowds at, at when people want them um, because the amount of phone calls I've fielded this week from fans from both mm. clubs who couldn't get tickets is um, through the roof. Now, Newcastle star Caelan Ponga, this story was pitched as a blow to the Australian World Cup squad, but look, he's out, but I don't think he would have made it anyway. Yeah, I don't think he would have. Uh, that's a pretty strong squad, but look, he's ruled himself out due to multiple and repeated concussions throughout the season. He's been cleared of that wrongdoing coming out of the, the toilet up there in Newcastle with Kurt Mann. Um, and he said now he just wants to focus on his pre-season, get that right. I think he just wants to get away from the limelight. I think he's had enough this year. And I agree, Timmy. I don't know if he's going to make that squad anyway. Being a, a manager of a side in the English Premier League, it's tough, isn't it? Particularly cool. if you're not going well. And when you are the coach slash manager of a club like Chelsea, um, this is uh, amazing, isn't it? Six weeks into the competition... And Thomas Tuchel, the, the, the coach, bang, uh, out the door. Out the door. It's the new owner, Todd Broly, um, absolutely ruthless, uh, swinging the axe. And, uh, yep, the coach's not getting it right. And um, he's out the door six weeks in. It's pretty bloody ruthless, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's a tough – it's a tough – well, they get paid a, a, an enormous amount of money. They're remunerated mm. wonderfully well. But um, if you don't get success – the axe can fall very, very quickly. Now, the A-League, it had, it had so much promise, didn't it, a few years ago, and uh, the crowds were up, people were watching it on TV. And the Western Sydney Wanderers were always a great story uh, because they'd come in and everyone got behind them. Now, we've seen the, the slow demise of the Wanderers. It's really hard to watch. And the A-League now... Um, uh, the broadcasts are putting it on secondary channels. It, it's not looking good, is it? It's, 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 they're gone. Um, well, first things first, to get kicked off Channel 10 uh, by itself, is, is, is it means your sport's going pretty bad. I wouldn't even know where the second t- uh, Channel 10 station is, 10 Bold. I wouldn't know even know how to find it. Yeah. But they're going to put now two free-to-air games uh, per week on 10 Bold. Um, surely there's enough space on the the number one 10 channel, they're not doing that well. Well, but the bottom line is uh, you're just not going to get on the main channel if you're not going to rate. Um, yeah. I think 10 Bold, I think they'll be following um, Ridge and the crew on Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. That's, where, well, that's what they'll be doing. Um, <laughs> now, Formula 1, Daniel Ricciardo. What about this? Link to Mercedes. Uh, he's, uh, he hasn't really been performing well on the racetrack, but boy, he can get a headline. He definitely can. Um, this is a pretty strong rumour. They're saying that... Mercedes eight times champions, and and but he won't go in as a normal permanent on the grid driver. Potentially, he'll go in just as a reserve driver. Um, so they want some experience, obviously. There, if anything goes wrong, interesting. And he says he hasn't ruled it out either. So, um, yep, he could definitely get a headline, Dan Ricciardo. What about this rising uh, U.S. chess star, Hans Neiman? He's only 19, <laughs> and uh, he's offered to play naked to prove that he's not a cheat. Now, 
It doesn't help when you've actually admitted to being a bit of an online chess cheater when you're young. So he's uh, he's happy to get down to the birthday suit to um, get the king and the queen moving across <laughs> past the rooks. You wouldn't want to get things in the way, would you? Mate, where's he hide the bishop? <laughs> but look, I, I don't know. He did he did admit as a kid he was a cheat, but uh, it will bring the crowds back, won't it? Plain nude. Yeah. Um, you, you just wouldn't want a high seat, would you, when you're sitting at the chessboard? Yeah, you wouldn't want an extra pawn on the table. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is it's a ridiculous story. Uh, well, finally, mate, look, uh, the way that cricket is, uh, Australia's playing New Zealand up in a one-day series, which, as we said yesterday, we haven't heard much about, really. Uh, mm. uh, they They train with an inch of their life, nutrition and... Everything is so important. But back when Dougie Walters was playing, it was a little bit different. Yeah, well, the cricketers were never playing chess in the change rooms when it rained, but they used to play a lot of cards. Mm. And Doug Walters used to love uh, having a smoke and a beer and, and playing cards to the point where the Aussies at one point were coming, going through China on their way to some tournament, I think, up in Pakistan. Um, and they got to the Great Wall of China, one of the great uh, landmarks and sites of the, of the world. Well, Dougie was sitting at the back of the bus, and as all the team got off the bus to have a look at this great landmark, they said, Dougie, you got to come and look at the Great Wall of China. He said, mate, if you've seen one wall, you've seen them all, haven't you? <laughs> and he stayed on the bus and just kept having a smoke and waited for the boys to come back to finish the game of cards. That, Genius. Oh, that's, that, that's Kevin <laughs> Douglas, isn't it? The country boy. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com if you're in the market for a racehorse. They are the guys to call. I'll give you the best advice, Timmy. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.